0: Hello, we're back again uh, from the bunkers, the the second studio bunkers. Uh, we've got a special guest with us, Sparrowhawk. Say hello. I'm back again and uh, calling in another special guest. His name's Rooster. Would you like to say hello, Rooster?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's me. Okay. Hello.
0: <laughs> so we couldn't uh, we couldn't make it work in studio together. So we're just. Uh, We're just going to do on Skype here with Rooster. So we might have a little audio difficulties, but bear with us, and I'll edit as best as I can to make it sound as beautiful as usual. it'll
1: go along with all the other difficulties we have.
0: Exactly. So um, I have some subjects, and you had some subjects, so why don't we start with uh, what you wanted to talk about first, Rooster?
1: Uh, I wanted to talk about what a wonderful human being uh, Representative Ilhan Omar is and how she's completely misunderstood. And that uh, we should all just cut her some slack for being well, a raging anti-Semite.
0: Well, yeah. And she does represent me. So, I mean, if she's a raging anti-Semite, that means I must be also. So that's good to know. Right? Well,
1: no, that just that just means that that's that's what you wanted to see in office.
0: <laughs> so she's in office. I'm I live in Minnesota and in her district And since she got elected, that must mean I wanted her elected, right? That's how that's how it works. That's how democracy works. This is what democracy looks like. Wait, I'm supposed to clap when I do that. This is what (laughs) democracy looks like. (laughs) Hey, you know,
1: elections have consequences.
0: Oh fuck! Shut up! You shut up (laughs) right now! What that?
1: I would do my Obama impression, but I haven't mastered my whistling s yet. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah. Exactly. No, she's uh you know it's funny is uh the the Republicans have asked for her to be uh dismissed from her uh um what is it, Foreign Affairs Committee?
0: Yeah, Pelosi put it on and
1: uh basically to be basically to be ostracized by the Democratic Party. And uh Democrats are saying, Well, you know, she kinda misspoke and she did apologize and uh, you know, you should accept her apology. Um and I find two things funny about that. One, when uh, Representative King from Iowa
0: so again, uh, made Tom, some
1: comments about white nationalism.
0: You cut out for a second there. He King?
1: Got, when when Yeah, when King made okay. some comments about white nationalism, he got cut right out. I mean, they took him out of the caucus. They took him off all his committee assignments. Every Republican, every single one of them in the House.
0: Some might say voted they to, cucked out. Yeah. Because I mean, he really wasn't. They, uh, yeah.
1: Well, but I mean, basically, he didn't even say anything as bad, no. in my opinion. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't have a history of saying things like Ilhan Omar does when she called all when she called Israel evil. Um, and uh, so the Republicans wasted no time in basically blacklisting him. Yeah. And she comes right out and says, you know, the Jews are corrupting the system by, uh, you know, it's all about the money and everything. And that's the only reason anyone supports Israel and, and it's much worse, I think. But even if it wasn't, if it was the same, now the Democrats are saying, well, you know, she's new and she might have said some stuff and she's sorry. And so I, I, think it's funny that they're not going after her like they should be. If that was a, if that was a Republican, I mean, just imagine. But the other thing that's funny is they're saying, well, you know, her apology is good enough. And I thought, you know, if you weren't Jewish, you shouldn't be able to accept her apology, right? Because we can't we can't take apologies on behalf of uh, intersectional groups we don't represent, so how can Nancy Pelosi say, oh, yeah, uh, apology is good enough"? Yeah, that is. I don't think I don't think Pelosi's Jewish. I that, think she's Catholic. That is
0: problematic. To use yeah, the problematic.
1: That's a good word for it.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, did you see the video of uh, Representative Omar uh, kind of going after uh, tr- Trump's uh, envoy to Venezuela? No. And a yeah. So I think this has to do directly with the, the committee she's on, the Foreign Affairs Committee. And so, yeah. The, so Trump's, um, huh. v- uh, envoy to Venezuela was taking questions for some reason. And I think it's cause he's, I mean, he might have just gotten, uh, um, uh, appointed to that position. And so he had to talk, you know, had to go through the whole thing with Congress. And I saw on Fox News special report with Brett Baer had a little thing about it. If you want to hear it real quick. Sure. I'll play. It's not very long. I'll play it. Ms. Omar.
2: Thank you, Chairman. Um, thank you all for being here and thank you for your uh, testimonies. Mr. Adams, in 1991, you pleaded guilty to two counts of withholding information from Congress regarding your involvement in the iran contra affair. W- for which you were later bartened by President George H.W. Bush. I fail to understand, uh, why members of this committee or the American people should find any testimony that you give, uh, today to be truthful.
3: If I can respond to that.
2: Uh, um, it wasn't a question. Uh, I, w- on Feb- that was it not, that was task, not a question. I that was sure. the high. I reserve the right I'm to my sure. time.
3: It is not. It is not right. That was Every not a question. can attack on
2: February a 8th.
3: Who is not permitted to reply? That
2: that was not a question. Thank you for your participation. On February 8, 1982, you testified before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee about U.S. policy in El Salvador. In that hearing, you dismissed as communist propaganda report about the massacre of El Mozote, in which more than 800 civilians, including children as young as two years old, were brutally murdered by U.S.-trained troops. During that massacre, some of those troops bragged about raping a 12-year-old girl before they killed them, girls before they killed them. You later said that the U.S. policy in El Salvador was a fabulous achievement. Yes or no, do you still think so?
3: From the day that President Duarte was elected in a free election to this day, El Salvador has been a democracy. That's a fabulous achievement.
2: Yes or no, do you think that massacre was a fabulous achievement? That happened under our watch.
3: That is a ridiculous question, and I Yes not or no. It. No.
2: I I I'm will sorry, take, Mr. I will but take but that I'm, as a yes. I
3: am not going to respond to that kind of personal attack, which is not a question.
2: Yes or no. Would you support an armed faction within Venezuela that engages in war crimes, crimes against humanity or genocide? if you believe they were serving U.S. interest, as you did in Guatemala, El Salvador, and Nicaragua?
3: I am not going to respond to that question. I'm sorry. I don't think this entire line of questioning is meant to be real questions, and so I will not reply. Uh,
1: Whenever they do this, it's a yes or no question thing. Yeah. You know, they, they spend two minutes rambling, telling you about, you know, uh, sort of – you just spouting their politics about something and uh, sort of inferring that you're a bad person. And they ask you a leading question and then they say, you know, I'm short on time. I only have five minutes. So you need to answer a yes or no question. And uh, if the person says, well, you know, it's not as simple as that. And they go, no, I, I don't have time. So just give me a yes or no.
0: Yeah. It was basically yeah. a, a Reagan policy that he was a part of and it, you know, it was you know, controversial or something, but the, her, her, her demeanor was just like, this this whole like smug self-assured you know ooh, i got you That that look on her face a little smirk and i'm like fuck you you don't represent me go away
4: does being a refugee from somalia automatically qualify you to be on the foreign affairs committee or how does she get that position in the first place yeah That's being a
0: being a, f- a basically a freshman right right
1: how, how, yeah so when you um when you wind up in uh um congress or the senate though the party leadership decides which uh, committee you're on. So you petition to be on, well, I don't know if you officially petition, but you request to be on certain committees. And uh, depending on how they like you, your party basically assigns you. So, you know, if there's a committee of 13 and the Republicans are in power, I believe they get six and then the chairmanship. Um, And so uh, I think she just requests and it's Pelosi and the leadership who put her on it.
0: All right.
4: So she was born and raised in Somalia. Is that the, is that this e, Eon or er, Omar? Is that the idea?
0: I don't know e, how don't, long ago she I don't know if
1: over. she's if she was born and raised there. She was born in Mogadishu. I, I know she's Somali. Right. Yeah.
4: And she was born in Mogadishu.
0: Yes. yes, So
4: she had no say whatsoever there in Mogadishu, correct?
0: <laughs> Probably not. Where are you getting that,
4: Sparrowhawk? <laughs> I'm just saying maybe there was a reason. Okay. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, she's just, uh, it, yeah, it, there's a tweet from her here recently that says, Hi, at real Donald Trump, you have trafficked and hate your whole life against Jews, Muslims, indigenous immigrants, black people, and more. Uh, I learn from people impacted by you, uh, by, you, but I learn from people impacted by my words. When will you? I mean, that's, hold on, that's one of the biggest oh, sacks of bullshit. snap,
0: mic drop.
4: Except that everybody that I've heard from that that has met Donald Trump or worked for Donald Trump uh, usually says the exact opposite.
1: Right. Well, well except for what's her name? the uh, Omarosa. He wasn't racist when she was working with him until they fired her. And then she was.
0: That was one of his dumbest moves, I think. Hiring her. I mean, everybody knew she was a backstabbing bitch. From the, from the, well, show, d- from the, you know, I think apprentice.
1: she's, I think she's one of the, I don't want to say she's not a smart person. I mean, I think she's an intelligent person. She's just, she's a drama queen and a, and a spotlight whore. Yeah.
0: And, she, she's uh,
1: a, it was not good for her to be in there at all.
0: Yeah. She's, she's not, basically not a good person. <laughs> yeah. So. But I
1: think in, in his defense, and again, I'll say this saying, I would have never hired someone like her. Um, you know, just because of the drama and all that stuff. And she doesn't, she doesn't represent herself well. And I don't mean that racially or as a woman or anything. I just, I think, I don't think she'd be a good employee, but I think he's got a, I think Trump's really big on loyalty. And I think he's got a lot of people that you sort of have to bring in as insiders when you're in a position like that. So you kind of want to get some people around you that you trust. And that's probably where he erred in doing that, is getting some people who aren't prepared to deal with Washington politics because they've been business people. And I think you need a certain amount of those people to kind of make everything work. So I think he was sort of scraping a little bit of the bottom of the barrel of people who are loyal to him to get some people in there.
0: Yeah. Well, we kind of talked about so, this, too, before, how it's, it's got to be very difficult to get enough people in his administration that he can trust. I mean, yeah, if you're, if you're smart, you know, what's going to happen to you, that, uh, if you've got any, any yeah, exactly. minor dirt in your history, that, 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 uh, you know, you're, you're, it's going to be blasted and it's going to be put out of proportion. And do you want to deal with that? Probably not. So,
1: yeah. Uh, it says here, Wikipedia that, uh, um, Omar was born in Mogadishu, uh, spent her early years in I'm I'm gonna butcher this name, Badhabo, uh, Somalia. And then in nineteen ninety one her did, family
0: you No, know you did mispronounce that. It's Durka Durka. <laughs> okay.
1: okay. Uh after this Somali Civil War in nineteen ninety one, she and her family fled the country and spent four years in a refugee camp in Kenya. In 1995, her application, her family's application to be resettled as refugees in the U.S. was approved, and they initially settled in Arlington. In 1995, they moved to Minneapolis, uh, where she
0: learned her English. So, and she she learned to be a strong, anyway. proud woman. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think she learned okay. that uh, she's never wrong, and that uh, you know, if you question her, it's because you're a racist.
0: So, sounds about right
4: so, so her life yeah she's, she in, her life in shit, stanistan was shit until she arrived here and yet she hates this place that's
0: kind of what i feel well, about let's let's be fair well, let's, let's she, be fair let's she, be fair. Hates she just place. hates the jews oh yeah okay <laughs> let's just be fair
1: well and you know in this tweet i read of her she's going after donald trump saying he hates the jews
0: so she said that I don't about
1: think Trump. she realizes what corner she's put herself in there. Projection. Well, I mean, even if even if she's saying, hey, he hates Jews and that's wrong. She's just spent her first, what, two months in office going off about how the Jews are bad. Yeah. And then when and and when they pointed out the one about her saying Israel was evil, she she said, I don't understand how they'd be offended by that. You know, it's like she was going, well, it's true.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, because they sh- they should actually be pushed into the sea. I mean, everybody knows that.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah, so. exactly. I mean,
1: no, she's I think, you know, stay tuned because it's just going to get funnier with her. It's, she's not going to be able to shut up.
0: I, see, here's the thing about um, um, Cortez is that I she is funny. She makes me laugh because she's so stupid and And all the fucking beta male cucks that are thirsty to fuck her that that stand up for her, they make me laugh too, but um Omar does not make me laugh she uh, she makes me angry <laughs> all kidding aside I, yeah I, i'm kidding when i when i'm act, acting like uh, i'm okay with <laughs> their jew hatred i uh, jewish hatred I, I think it's bullshit and uh it makes me angry that she's just uh so blatant about it and and all the Democrats are just giving her so even even if they're like oh they're squirming a little bit they're still giving her cover and it's sickening it's real sickening it's really sickening. She well, does have see, a hijab. She's job.
1: a refugee and a Muslim and a woman, so she's got that trifecta of cover. There, there. Her
0: privilege, or there. her, her uh, not privilege. Oh my god, I just messed that up. Oh, she has no privilege because we have we have privilege and we shouldn't be we dare talk about this, but she has uh, oppression points, is what she has. We have privilege points. Well, she has impression points.
1: When is uh I mean when when have you ever seen the Democrats want to cut somebody loose from the herd like that?
0: You well know, they did it, they kind of did it with Franken, but but I think they panicked and then they all regretted it after Franken when they when they kinda they usually circled the wagons a lot better and with Al Franken they didn't and that was a little surprising.
1: Well, I mean the reason they went after Franken so hard was that was right around the time of grabbed by
0: the pussy. Yeah. You know? and, well, the Me Too stuff was like right at the, the pinnacle or the peak right then too. But, uh, yeah, usually they don't, they don't do that. I mean, that was a little bit of a surprise. And, and again, afterwards they all, you could tell they were saying that they all regretted it basically. They're <laughs> like, we shouldn't have done that. No. Yeah. Well, Republicans shouldn't, they should circle the wagons at this point. They should stop, uh, cucking out. So because what, what, what the Republicans say when they get, when they get bashed for whatever they say, it's 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 ninety nine percent of the time um misconstrued or out of context, you know, and, and if there is a Republican that actually legitimately says something completely out of bounds, then, yeah, you know, shut up, go away. Great. But that's that's not very often. That's rare. But with the left, with the Democrats, that's that's par for the course. They say all kinds of crazy shit and they just uh, they circle the wagons and provide cover.
1: Well, I think as much as I don't care for Nancy Pelosi, her job right now has got to be one of the toughest jobs in the world. I mean, she's got three new, uh, representatives. This, uh, what's her name in, uh, Dearborn, who's saying, you know, we're going to impeach the motherfucker. Yeah. And, uh, you know, who's basically had, uh, um, guests at a bunch of her, uh, fundraising events that are, um, that are, uh, Documented <clears throat> Jew haters. And now she's got, uh, um, you know, Ocasio Cortez spouting off about everything in the world. You know, just, and I don't think, in fairness, I don't think Ocasio Cortez is stupid. I think she's an overeducated 29 year old who's never had the world, world punch her in the mouth and take her milk money. I mean, as much as she wants to say, I'm just Alex from the. Uh, from the Bronx, she's not. She's from Westchester. Her dad is an is an architect. He had he was like CEO of an architecture firm. She grew up rich,
0: you know. Yeah. Trying to play. I, I have that to, off like she wasn't. I have so to she disagree. To, she she's, she went to a. She's not bright. She's, she's not a complete but not, dummy, but she's not smart either. Because she think was she's one of
1: those people. I, don't, I think she's probably above average intelligence, but she's never had anyone challenge her views. Middling she has no best. idea how to defend them. She doesn't even know what she means. You know, we talked about this with uh, um, when Jason Whitlock was talking. about The sports writer was talking about Colin Kaepernick kneeling, and Colin Kaepernick is legitimately stupid. He's an idiot. But he said that Jason Whitlock said the reason Colin Kaepernick won't do interviews is because he can't even articulate why it is he's kneeling. What the hell does kneeling during the Pledge of Allegiance have to do with, you know, people getting shot by cops? And he says, and if you ask him, he can't articulate it. So he just shut up.
0: Yeah, um, but Alcazia cortez all she does is, is spout buzzwords and, and that don't mean anything that that she was. These are like a, these are buzzwords that she learned in college. So it's not she's just regurgitating what she's been told. She's just, she doesn't have original thoughts in her fucking head. She can't. Right. Con- if she could consider what I, she's I talking agree. about, she'd be. That'd be a, the the sign of a smart person. She's been told
4: a lot that she's smart, though, yeah,
0: by a lot of betas around yeah. her.
4: Yeah.
1: Well, again, I don't think she's dumb. No, I don't. I don't. I, honestly, I don't think she's dumb. She's not. Scale from one to ten between a complete a complete moron. She's probably about a seven and a half.
0: I'm saying on you the know, bell as far curve. As she, on the bell curve, she's right in the middle, slightly above middle, but but she's not. She's a s-
4: manipulative bitch. <laughs>
0: She's not even manipulative. She's being manipulated. But, uh, yeah, she.
1: I just I think she's one of those people. And, you know, Crow, you and I talked about this before. The example I gave is she's like one of those people who comes on uh, American Idol when Simon Cowell was on there and gets up there and doesn't sing very well. And he goes, you're not good at this. And she's like, everybody I know has always told me. I was a great singer. Right. My church, my mom, right. my whole family. And he's like, yeah, you're not good. And that's where she is. She's not an idiot, but she's, she is punching above her weight class.
0: Now, let's talk about her looks. I think, I think on a scale of <laughs> one to ten, she's probably six and a half, seven.
1: I would have said a seven,
0: seven and a yeah. half, yeah.
4: Have you seen her in a bikini? But again. No. Have you? No, I'm no. not. Oh. So that would change things could change things i should say
0: yeah i mean she does have kind of a horse smile but you know okay. what sometimes that can be uh that can be you know beautiful what is a horse smile lots of gum oh okay yeah <laughs> i'm doing this on purpose by the way
1: while well, we really talk about the hard hitting stuff
0: well we? i'm 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 being dismissive of her on purpose
1: well the fact that she uh um you know she put this uh, green deal out there and i don't want to get into the details of how incredibly stupid it is um it, it you know getting rid of the cars and all that stuff and I, I think the right's disingenuous when they're saying oh she wants to ban all air travel and all cows it's not quite it but it it's a radical socialist agenda she threw this out there with the help of like a, um, a junior senator from one of the other states i can't remember and they stood up there all proud of themselves and you know. Um, and I think the Repu- the Democrats were like, "Oh shit, what did she do?" And Mitch McConnell very wisely said, "Hey, if you think it's so great, well, let's just vote on it. Let's yeah. just do it." And now the Democrats are like, "Whoa, why? Why do you want to vote on it?" And Chuck Schumer today just comes out and says, "All right, if you guys are so smart, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about global warming, you know, or climate change or whatever?" And I'm it's saying. like they're just trying to redirect the whole time, and it's it's not going to work. This was. <laughs> Too much of a,
0: too out there, you know? Yeah. But that's what the young people want. So she's, she's
1: going to get hung with this thing.
0: That's the next generation, and, and uh, that's all that matters. That's what they want. So you?
4: all of this started, though, uh, Rooster, because you feel bad for Nancy Pelosi, if I remember <laughs> that correctly?
0: <laughs> she's got such a hard job. Uh, <laughs> is, that, is, there any reason,
4: is there any reason why she can't use fix it i swear to god the woman's teeth fall out of her
0: mouth every time she talks now on a scale of one to ten how attractive is nancy pelosi
4: uh if you had to pick her or Uh, hillary clinton Clinton,
0: which one would it be? well okay wait nancy pelosi without teeth or with teeth (laughs)
3: let's
0: move on (laughs) oh god yeah let's wow okay so so now's a good time to tell you i've been drinking um (laughs) <laughs> and it's <laughs> Pompeii India Pale Ale no, from, go- from 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 uh, Toppling Goliath Brewing. It's very good. Oh yeah, this Goliath is my third. Is this good. is my third can. So yeah,
1: and it's not weak stuff.
0: Oh, it's not. It's like five point five. It's 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 not the, It's not up there like the like a lot of the other uh, uh, local brews.
1: Well, it's not three two.
0: No, it's not three two. So. Uh, oh, I'm sorry.
1: I I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I feel badly for Nancy Pelosi in the sense that I'm like oh you know poor Nancy I'm just like going yeah well her job must suck yeah too bad
0: it's part of her, you know, her, her own, own fucking her. doing I think, so is, I
1: think she thought she was coming in on this blue wave which turned out to be more of a blue wake um, and that it was gonna uh, and I know they took over a lot of seats, but this, the Republicans actually gained in the Senate. So it's not the big win they thought it was going to be. But she came in on top of this and thought she was going to you know, just be queen again. And she got some resistance from these upstarts about uh, being a uh, uh, speaker And I don't think she saw that coming because they were supposed to just toe the line and do what she said. And now they're out there doing this kind of shit, and she's going – you're distracting from everything we're trying to do here. And uh her job's got to suck. I don't feel I don't honestly feel badly for her.
0: Um I but you wouldn't I wish her, her all position. the difficulty in the world. <laughs> yeah. She she got herself there fair and square. Uh yeah. all right. Uh do you want to do a table topic? Yeah, sure. All right. Oops, that was me hitting the mic cuz I've been drinking. All right. All right. Well, at least
1: you haven't been (laughs) drinking.
0: No caesarep for me. If you could (laughs) name the street you live on, what would you call it? Let's start with uh, Sparrowhawk. If you could name the street you live on, what would you call it?
4: Mostly libs and two conservatives. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Wow.
0: Interesting. Uh, Rooster. Slow down.
1: (laughs) Hmm. Slow down drive
0: I think I I'd like so we live like,
1: on a street that we live on a street that people fly through all the time. just feel like I'm standing in my front yard like an old man yelling, slow down
0: I think I, instead of the street sign, I'd just put like those bumper stickers kind of things up it 'd be like crosshairs or it'd be like you know um if if you can read this um, um, you're already dead, something like that
1: <laughs> If you can read this, i'm watching you
0: yeah if you can read this the I, i've um See that red dot, or see that red dot on your chest? <laughs> no, they could just call it Red Dot Lane. Red Dot Lane, yes. No.
4: Whatever the whatever the name would be, I would make the sign huge because I don't know if it's just my age, but I can read every bike lane sign and every pedestrian sign, but I cannot read any street sign. That I yeah, can to. that's
0: actually true. I don't know if it's just a uh, Minneapolis and its suburbs. It's nuts. But the street signs are extreme. The the cross street signs, like the. You know, Abernathy Lane and and stuff like that. They're all very small. So, I don't know. Just noticing it because we're getting older. I mean, I'm like 35 now, so it's getting getting pretty rough for me.
1: (laughs) Don't you wish.
0: Um, Next one. Would you rather sing, paint, write, or sew?
1: Like in front of people or for fun?
0: I'm assuming it's just for fun. So would you rather sing? Well yeah. However you'd like to do it. So would you rather sing if you like to do that privately or in front of people? Paint, write, or sow?
1: I like to well, I can't sew. Um
0: is.
1: painting's kind of messy. I sing to well, embarrass feel, my kids. I wouldn't admit that if
0: I wouldn't admit that I can't sow, because I would love to sow my seed. It's far and wide is what I'd love to do. So if I were you, I'd probably not admit that to everybody. But whatever, I guess. You know, who am I to tell you?
4: Does singing include uh, rapping?
0: Sure, I mean, that, according to that, the Grammys. That, yeah, is that singing rapping? So, so uh, how about like how about beatboxing? Does that count? Beatboxing? Can you give us a little little sample there, Sparrowhawk? Yeah, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> It's
1: not bad. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to have him record the new intro. <laughs>
0: well, he is a black man, so.
1: I mean, well, yes, exactly. There's that. That's why I would call him Sparrowhawk because gay with one eye. Moving on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about you, a rooster? Did you say? Uh, I, oh, yeah. I, you said I you, you said you can't sow your seed, so you got to do something else.
1: Yeah, I'd write. Right. am I'm, yeah, I'm uh, yeah. a pretty good writer.
0: Yeah, if you do say so yourself. All right. I, do, no, just I do say so I'm myself. I'm just kidding. He's pretty good. Actually, pretty entertaining writer. All right. One more. Last one. Ooh, these have all been good. Which charities deserve the most funding right now? Sorry,
1: cut off for a second. What did I say?
0: Which charities deserve the most funding right now? I can give you a couple right off the top of my head. Okay. Um, uh, one is uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital because they, they actually – a huge portion of the money that goes to them is actually going into the charity. It's not just administrative costs and all that. And then the other one is the um, uh, Shriners Children's Hospital. They're both really good charities. So if you guys are are uh, considering um, doing some charitable contributions, don't, do, don't just plop it down to the Red Cross or anything like that. Look into it and see how much of the money actually goes to what they're saying they want to go to because St. Jude's and Shriners are really good. That was me being serious. Wow.
4: Hmm.
0: Sparrowhawk, what about you?
4: Oiled Midget Wrestling. Yeah. And um Circus Monkeys.
0: Together? Is that one charity?
4: That's what yes, that's oil what that's
0: that's the whole. That's the name of the
4: charity? That's the charity. That's okay. who I donate to All regularly. Right. It comes right out of my debit card <laughs> every month. Awesome.
1: I I disagree because I heard that uh, a lot of their money gets uh, um, funneled off to the oil companies. You know, <laughs> it's just a front for uh, uh-huh. you know oil companies to collect money. So I'd have to disagree with you there. Listen, I, if, I mean if, they're exploiting circus mon- monkeys and and uh, little people. It's 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 not right.
4: Listen, so. if five percent of my money goes to them, it's worth it.
0: Well, the oil midget bowling—I think that one's a scam. So don't—if you're looking it up, don't don't contribute to the oil midget bowling.
4: No, no, no. The
0: oil midget wrestling Re- and no, circus wrestling. it's, it's month. wrestling. It's not and wrestling. And it's wrestling. Month. Yeah. So make sure you get the right one.
1: And none of these should be uh, none of these should be search for videos on YouTube or on uh, Google because you'll see some stuff you can't unsee.
0: Just have your safe so. safe safe search feature turned off, and you're fine.
1: Yeah. There you go. Um, for me to be honest, uh, to be serious, I would think, and someone may burst this bubble someday, but, uh, Salvation Army, uh, there was a guy that I knew, um, who I sort of peripherally, I, I would see him like at the club when we were working out. And then I saw him on TV talking about the Salvation Army. And so I, uh, I walked up to him and I said, Hey, I saw you on television. We got talking for a little bit and he said, um, he said, you know, he just does fundraising for them through his company. But he said the part that really impressed him is there are people who work for the Salvation Army who never really have a home. They just get sort of moved on to where the next disaster is. And I said, well, how do they get paid? And he said, well, they pay them out of, you know, the, the work that, uh, you know, when you, when you contribute to the Salvation Army and they send people to there for like Hurricane Katrina, they pay for those people's room and board there. So those people don't really get money beyond what it takes to live. And I said, how do they live like that? And he says, they just sort of feel like God's going to provide. Yeah. And, you know, if you can do that and be that kind of person, you're a better person than me. I mean, I've, I've seen stuff like the Red Cross and the United Way that so much of their money goes off to be, you know, administrative costs and everything. And the Red Cross had the big scam after 9-11 that they were, I mean, they had to be sued to distribute that 9-11 yeah. money they yeah. collected. They were going to use it to pay for infrastructure and stuff. Yeah. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah, Salvation Army
0: is it for I've me. actually heard that they, that Salvation Army is very good. So, yeah, the three that we mentioned, well, four, including Sparrowhawks. But uh, also, if you're going to uh, uh, donate to, like, any kind of pet stuff, do it local, local pet charities. Don't do, like, the... Um, what is the, what is the big one? SP?
1: ASP, uh, ASPCA.
0: Yeah. Don't do that. Do, do the local chair, do the local ones. They do a lot better work. So
1: yeah. You, walk into your local shelter and just write them a check or something.
0: Yeah. And, and there are just <laughs> local charities that, that do really good work. Uh, if you just look them up, there's secondhand hounds is one. Um, I think, uh, that's a local one in Minneapolis here. Um, pet project rescue is another one. That one's uh, a really good charity and they have a pretty cool, um, thing where they take elderly dogs that are, or not just dogs, but cats and dogs um, that are really old and they take care of them, you know, so they don't just put them, put them down. They actually have a facility to take care of them. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah. And PETA, who's uh, people for ethical treatment of animals, they put down hundreds of thousands of animals a year. Yeah. I mean, they don't, they don't make any bones about
0: that. Well, it's kind of like uh, Planned Parenthood and abortions. Boom. Wait, let me open up my beer while I say. You're going to do that one again, huh? Yeah, yeah.
1: So. Uh, yeah, I, you know, for me, I've always wanted to give to, like, those Wounded Warrior projects and what's the one now where they'd, like, uh, you know, they pay off the mortgages of some of these families that have lost, you know, uh, uh, moms mm-hmm. or dads or something, and I, there's a part of me that goes, man, those commercials they do are so well-produced and high-end and I just I wonder how much of that money actually gets to those people. You yeah,
0: wounded warrior had some troubles where they were um, they got in trouble because they were having kind of like these retreats for their um, higher ups, and it was kind of extravaganzas, and they got kind of caught doing that. And... I
4: I think for your listeners, if they could see what I see right now with the water dripping from the ceiling tile and this 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 janky equipment that we're using right now, is there a bread and circuses uh, charity they could donate to? <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: so. uh I'll, no. I'll yeah we'll set that up and uh no we'll, we'll, i don't know I, yeah uh, and, and and for sure the irs won't come after us at all i'm sure of it i'm sure it'll be just fine just fine lowest learner is no longer in there the the irs so i think we'll be good oh, yeah.
1: yeah yeah well we're, we're not a big enough fish for that so all right. all right someday maybe well
0: on to the next uh subject um I have a couple of them here I'd like to talk about. Have you heard, well, we kind of wanted to update the Jesse Smollett story. <laughs>
1: you yeah. mean the Jesse Smollett scandal?
0: Uh, well, yeah, it's on the verge of breaking as a scandal because uh, you know, you don't you don't want to jump to conclusions, you know. You you want you want to report immediately what he said and as if it was truth, but you don't want to jump to any conclusions when it turns out that he's a fucking liar. Right?
1: Yeah, there's just too much stuff there. Um, I heard recently on the Adam Carolla podcast, he had Dr. Drew on there. So, I mean, these aren't people who are prone to hyperbole and just making stuff up. I mean, uh, they Dr. Drew likes to stick to the facts. And he said apparently there are witnesses that say Jesse and his boyfriend were at a club two hours earlier arguing over another guy or something. And this is a kid's boyfriend struck him in the face.
0: He's, OK, so that little that little tiny, like half an inch um, slice on his cheek or whatever was from his boyfriend, bitch slapping yeah, him. Yeah,
1: maybe. But uh, but in one other thing that came up in this is they said, you know, hey, where's the video camera footage? <laughs> Apparently he is on video and there's only a 60 second there's a 60-second lapse, where they don't have him.
0: Yeah, so the attack happened in that 60 seconds.
1: All of this stuff would have had to have happened in 60 seconds in a particular area where they don't have any other subjects coming and going. So they had those two people on camera that they said, well, these are the people we'd like to talk to, but apparently they had to widen their search to like two miles to even find anybody they wanted to look at. So the likelihood that these people were very far away uh, at some point in the area, but far away that they lined up with him in the exact 60 seconds where he, you know, wasn't uh, wasn't there. Cracker Jack wasn't timing. able to be
0: seen. Cracker Jack timing. I, yeah.
1: Yeah, it, it would have to be. And then there was a guy. Only, only guys, his-
0: only guys that wear MAGA hats could do that, could pull something like that off. Sorry, what? Only people that support Trump and wear MAGA hats could could pull something off like that with Cracker Jack timing.
1: I saw Tim Pool talk about there's a guy who lives in his building uh, right down there who said he's full of shit because half the people who live in this building are black and the other half are gay.
0: So, yeah, well, did you hear the story? There was a woman that initially corroborated or I shouldn't say corroborated story, but said. Uh, gave a statement to the police that she saw a very suspicious redneck looking guy hanging out behind the building around that time. Did you hear about that? No. Yeah, so it was a resident of his building that said that, and the police dismissed that right away. They, I guess, they questioned her and decided that she wasn't uh, reliable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that, and he wanted his, he wanted the cops to turn their body cameras off as soon as they met him.
0: Yeah, and then he, and then he, um, They wanted to uh, get his phone. He said, no, he couldn't go without it. They go, well, we just would like the data. You know, we don't need the phone. And then he prescribed, uh, uh, gave him some sort of transcript that was heavily redacted that didn't really even say when and how and what was going on or what times. It was just like pointless.
1: Yeah. Well, his manager, who's the one who originally reported this, claims he was on the phone with him during the attack.
0: Yeah. Which means there should be audio evidence of him going <laughs> as, he, as he gets hit, right?
1: No, he, uh, he would have said, uh, he would have yelled some stuff about uh, you know, how he was going to, you know, I'll take those motherfuckers out right now. I'm the black Tupac. Me,
0: I'm the black Tupac.
1: Yeah. I'll show you some shit.
0: That's what he would have done. All right.
1: Touch me. That's foolish.
0: So another thing that kind of I'm going to segue into because we've had quite a bit of enough of him. Um, Have you heard of Kyle Jorlitz? No. No, you haven't. Yeah. Um, He's a musician that was robbed and fatally shot outside of Nashville. Um, So. Here's uh, the TMZ article. Oh, is, I
1: think I know where you're going with this. Yeah. The team, yeah I think t- I've
0: heard the story. Did you, uh, the amazing Lucas is a, a yep. guy on YouTube that, uh, has pretty, they're, they're relatively short videos. They're, you know, usually under 10 minutes long. Um, and he talks about issues of the day and from a, from a right wing bent. Um, but he was a former bodybuilder, I think that's what it is. But, uh, he talked about this a little bit. Um, uh, he, his 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 video is called uh, amazing from amazing lucas Kyle Yarlitz and the media and media silence um, so here's from TMZ and this is kind of what what's frustrating about this a uh, pop rock singer Kyle Yarlitz five children arrested for allegedly murdering him uh this is from uh the 9th of um february so 2019 So uh, this is cops have arrested five juveniles who allegedly shot and killed pop rock, pop rock singer Kyle Yorlitz. Cops say the children were attempting to steal the 24 year old singer's car and shoot him. Oh, and shot him. Sorry. After he refused to turn over his keys. The children range in age from 12 to 16. Police say the five children were in a pickup truck in an alley behind Kyle's home when they saw him allegedly decided to steal his car. They didn't get the car, but to get his wallet, Kyle, who was dying from the wound, somehow made it inside his home. One of his, one of his roommates found him sometime later. Um, uh, he was the, the lead singer in the band uh, Carverton. Uh, he had a side job as a bartender in Nashville. A GoFundMe page was set up to raise money for his funeral. Um, and I listened, I was going to play some of the music here. I listened to it. It was, you know, kind of bland pop Rocky kind of stuff. Um, but uh, did you know, uh, Crow and um, Sparrowhawk, that um, he, Kyle was black and these kids, these five kids were white? Really? Oh, no, sorry. I, I had that wrong. Kyle's white and these five kids were black. Sorry. I had that. I had that backwards. I so, was going
1: to say it blew my mind there for
0: a second. So that's why you haven't heard about it. You know, so oh, because he's white?
4: Right. So if this was, I mean, this, this, this. Was, no, not because he's white.
0: This is a minor celebrity. I mean, he is like a local celebrity or, you know, he, he, he's not somebody that's widely known. And neither is Jussie uh, Smollett. Nobody fucking knows who he is. Um, and um, he was murdered in a very, you know, very uh, newsworthy way. I mean, it was kids, but the ages were from 12 to 16 that that killed him. Um, it, this is kind of a big story and nobody has heard about it. <laughs> but Jesse Small, it's all over the fucking news uh, with his fake news about uh, two white guys uh, attacking him and yelling MAGA country.
4: Yeah, I think the thing that bothers me the most about this story is is not the fact that they're black or that he's white, but the fact of the media cover-up of this whole yeah, thing. Yeah, that's, that's, a, what that's, sickens that's that sickens me about exactly. every if you, fucking If you, if you, time you look up his shit.
0: name, if you look up the story... Every, I went through, th- I went through three pages, um, um, looking for the story, um, seemed, uh, you know, all of it was basically, um, the TMZ style stuff. So basically, five children attacked this singer and, and shot him, and that's the end of the story. You don't, uh, one, uh, on the third page, I finally found where they said the names of the, of the assailants, and I haven't seen any pictures. The only time I saw pictures was on YouTube. Was when you watch like somebody like the uh, amazing Lucas or somebody talking about this, they somehow they end up finding. I don't know how they got the mugshots of these kids because I didn't think you could show mugshots of of minors. But they 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 want to charge them as adults. So and again, and the the
4: thing that the thing that strikes me about this, the thing that pisses me off the most is the lack of reporting of it. I I don't I don't even I don't even actually. I guess I shouldn't. I, I do care about the crime, but I don't. I don't care about the race of the people of the crime. But what I care about is the fact that it's is that you got this piece of shit uh multi or whatever he is yeah, this they, this actor who makes this claim and oh shit it's these mega these white racists with the rope around his neck. It's story. It's this that this that you hear this. I don't hear a fucking well, word about Covington. Kids is another Not example. Not a fucking word. Well, which is, have you heard about that about the how the archdiocese. uh Actually, found their actions to be noble. They did their whole did no. You hear? Yeah, no, yeah. I haven't heard the update yet. Yeah, they did the inter. They did the uh, investigation, and all that. The archdiocese actually found. So initially,
0: they condemned what they the condemned kids what did. What
4: they did, but now they've come out and said that what they did was kind of a noble thing. Huh.
0: Yeah. What? what who did say. was noble? The, the kids cup, the coming, coming to the kids at the uh, the the Sid- Nick Salmon. The kid that was standing oh, yeah. at the at the Look, how many Lincoln kids Memorial. do you know that at 16 are that composed? He, he he. If he was my son, I'd be proud of him.
1: So. Yeah. Well, that's just because you're a uh, hate-filled
0: Um <laughs> uh, So I'm going to read another so. article. This is from the Tennessean. Um, that's, this is part of the USA Today Network. Um, so... Um, here we go what happened nashville police say friday that the thursday afternoon shooting of Yorlit appeared to be random well i mean how random is it You're target you're trying to target people that you think are, are going to be easy targets right so yep. i mean i guess it's random they probably didn't know his name right didn't know who he was so sure but did, was it was is it possible that they targeted him because he's a white guy by himself it's possible so it just it just yeah, showed, it could be, I mean, but I'm not,
1: or it just could be because they're feral people,
0: yeah, but here's the thing it, you can all the speculation done in the Smollett case, all the speculation done in the Covington story um the the media does not report the news straight up anymore, they speculate, they give their opinion. But when it's something like this, when it doesn't fit the narrative, they don't even fucking report on it, much less just, you know, even give their spin on it. I mean, you don't even hear about this. So, all right, continuing. investigators believe a group of five young people aged 12 to 16 have been hanging out in the alley behind Yorlit's uh, Torbit Street home in a stolen sh- uh, Chevy Colorado pickup truck taken from Oak Grove, Kentucky. They believe the juvenile saw Yorlit outside, approached him, took his wallet, Investigators say someone shot Yorlis after he refused to give it the keys to his vehicle. They didn't say who shot him. After the shooting, uh Uralis made it back inside his home where he was found by one of his housemates. About an hour later he was transported to Vanderbilt University Medical Center where he was pronounced dead. Uh witness told the police they saw several young persons after the homicide run to a pickup truck. Police say the miners later ditched the stolen pickup truck on Timberland Drive, where it was recovered. Um Officers found the teens at the West Nashville Walmart. They also discovered a loaded nine millimeter pistol, which had been reported stolen with one of the juveniles. Police found a second stolen pistol inside the Walmart. The guns were taken during vehicle thefts, according to police from the South Nashville in, in 2018. So, yeah, like I said, I, I guess in in a in a in a perfect world, it wouldn't matter the race of the perpetrators. It'd be sad to know that kids are murdering people for, for, you know, the guy gave up his wallet with money, but that wasn't good enough. They wanted his car too. He said, no, I'm not giving you a car. Boom, shoot him. That's bad enough. And and you wouldn't want it, you know, the race shouldn't have anything to do with it. The problem is if this, the table has been turned and this had been a black artist, a black rapper or a black musician that was just, you know, up and coming and five white kids had shot him after robbing him. This would have been a nonstop condemnation of um of the the white racists of America, and how the, America is such a racist country that it, it produces these racist white kids that go out targeting black people. You would you know that's that's the case. That's what it would be.
4: Are they being charged for yeah. the
0: hate crime? Probably not. Probably not. So that's well, five it's the, on
1: one because he's white should be a hate crime, shouldn't it's,
0: it? It's the hypocrisy that pisses us off the most. I think. Yeah. You
1: know um, what this story tells me, though? You know what we really need? We need to take away guns from law-abiding citizens. Because if this law-abiding citizen who had a gun in his car hadn't gotten it stolen, these underprivileged black kids wouldn't have taken it out on a white guy by shooting him. So it's all the gun owner's
0: fault. So yeah. what we need, that's, more gun control. That's the narrative. Yeah, that's the narrative from the gun grabbers. And, and honestly, I think if you're not securing your guns to make it difficult— to steal i think you are part of the problem when it comes to when it comes to crimes like this you know stolen guns if my gun was ever stolen and used to commit murder i would be so upset about i mean i i wouldn't be like well you know it wasn't my fault i didn't pull the trigger i no, i'd be like dude i i secure my weapons and and if they Got stolen. It wouldn't be for my lack of trying to keep him from getting stolen. It would be because they these motherfuckers were very good at what they were doing. I guess. Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, they were. Yeah, it was Cracker Jack timing. <laughs> 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 to, to, to use the term I just like that term. I guess I'm going to keep using it. So, Cracker Jack. I guess yeah, that's why I kind of segued from Jesse, Jesse Smollett to Kyle Eurlitz, because we know everybody knows who uh, Jesse Smollett is, even even though we shouldn't fucking know who he is because. Who fucking cares, right? But we all fucking know who he is because he was a black gay man who was um, assaulted by white men that love Trump. Yep. And because can, white can white racist if he was
1: a uh, uh, black gay uh, handicapped woman.
0: Well, then that would have been me.
1: And no, because oh, are you identifying as gay now too?
0: Right now? Well, I'm lesbian. Yeah, I'm, I'm identifying right now. As of right now. I've decided that I am wow. um, black, lesbian, um, and I am disabled mentally and physically. But that's just for the moment. <laughs> Tomorrow it could be a different day. Well, I mean, in the next minute I could change. Okay. I do have to say I'm – are, misge- are, are you misgendering me right as now? Your
1: use, yeah, on purpose. But I'm, as a white person, I'm triggered by your – and offended by your use of the term crackerjack. You know, my people uh, have been, uh, especially since, you know, you're a black woman, my people have been uh, um, shamed with that word for years now. So,
4: okay. can't Rooster. say cracker. Rooster. Yeah. Do you, are you subjected? I just have to ask you this, going back to the whole um, securing his weapons thing. Uh, you're not here tonight. Do you, every time, have to go through a... Full body cavity search before you enter the premises, or is it just me? What? Because there was all there was a retinal scan, and then there was a body cavity search before I could enter into bunker number two to do this podcast.
1: Yeah, I was I was going to say I had to have uh, uh, three body cavity searches, and that that wasn't fun.
4: So, so that's normal. So I, I should not feel violated,
0: right? When you're in the secondary bunker, no, no, no. you you yeah, that's just what you're subjected to.
1: Okay, all right, <laughs> good. All right. There was no. Retinal scan. So I didn't I didn't have to do that. But I did have to give up a uh, uh you know, a blood sample and a body fluid sample.
4: The beta so, uh, in me says that was okay.
0: <laughs> all right.
1: <laughs> well, you know, if it keeps kids safe, if a body cavity search saves one life, you know, then we should all have to do it.
0: Um, do you want to talk about do you have yeah. another thing you want to talk about? Or I have a couple more subjects unless you have something you want to talk Go about. Go ahead. Uh did you hear about uh, Panera? Panera? Yeah. The restaurant? So, yeah, so Panera opened up a bunch of restaurants that were, um, they were Panera Cares is what it was called. Um, so what they were was, uh, they were like a non-profit kind of thing, like a spin-off of a Panera restaurants where they opened them. And I can't remember how many cities, I think it was five of them. And basically they were like a pay what you want thing. Mm-hmm. Did, you hear, did you hear anything about this?
1: No, I didn't hear about it. Um,
0: nope. So they figured that they would be there still had to be self-sustaining so they couldn't they they they, they were hoping that um, people that couldn't afford to eat would come in there and, and and have an environment where they could eat in a dignified manner instead of like going to a soup kitchen or something and then the people that could afford it would go in there and they'd pay maybe more than you know than usual just kind of make up for it because they knew that they were contributing to such a worthwhile endeavor that was their thought process on this so you know how that turned out yeah, they're all, they're all closed. <laughs> the last one's closing now. They, well,
1: I have heard, I I have heard that there have been restaurants who who've done the um, established restaurants that you know not opening new locations, but that say, "Hey, pay what you think it was worth."
0: You well, know, here's the, here's an article um, for that one. It's uh, um, I don't know what this one's from, Oklahoma Shooters Association. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why that one came up, but that's the one I'm going to use. Um, I guess I could use a different one here. Red state. Now nah, we'll use the uh, shooters association. I just like that. So perfect, a perfect example for socialism and indeed human nature. Amazing people actually believe socialism would ever work. Panera once operated six pay what you can, what you can stores. Now the last one is closing customers at Panera cares could pay as much or as little as they wanted for meals. um, the pay for what you can location in Boston is closing after six years. Well, they made it six years. It's pretty impressive. Seriously? Um, yeah. After six years, Panera is closing its last pay what you can cafe. The fast casual restaurant chain once operated five such locations called Panera cares where customers were free to pay as much or as little as they wanted for meals. The idea was to provide all customers with high quality food and a safe place to eat regardless of their ability to pay. But despite the company's best intentions, the pay what you can model didn't seem to work. And here's a quote Despite our commitment to this mission, it's become clear that continued operation of the Boston Panera carriers is no longer viable. Unquote. A company spokesman told Bloomberg, which first reported the news in an emailed statement, quote, We're working with the current bakery cafe associates to you know to alternate employment opportunities, blah 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 blah. So Surprise! Surprise! It didn't work. Who was the guy? Well, what who I was, was going to say is I've
1: I've heard I've heard of some of these restaurants doing this. You know where they say like, "Well, you know, pay what you think was worth thing," and they they you know had people who sometimes paid more than the menu would have actually charged. And I don't know what the point of that story was, but I've I've heard of those before. And then there was somewhere I saw it was a pizza place. I want to say it was New York, but I can't remember for sure. Um, they had a they had a thing where you could you could pay for a slice. So people would come in and buy a slice of pizza and maybe pay for another one, and they'd put a Post-it note on the wall that said, you know, free, free slice from whomever. And homeless people would come in and get those pieces of pizza. Hmm. Um, but, I mean, that stuff was at least paid for. I mean, I think that kind of charity is fine, but… You know, when, when Panera is trying to do this, it, they say they made it six years and, hey, good on them, but I'm going to guess they were losing money from the jump yeah. on that hey, thing. And you know what? And, I'm, that I'm gonna, it, and that it was, you know, supported by Panera corporate.
0: I'm going to push back a little bit on that. The Having like homeless people come into your restaurant and getting like meals alongside the paying customers, It's I think that's actually dangerous. I think the a lot of a lot of people that are homeless are not just uh down on their luck people that are hard workers and just can't catch a break it's it's people that are hooked on drugs it's people with dangerous mental issues and and you're 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 it's like a flies on shit you're drawing them in with that kind of stuff and you're putting them around you know people that you know, with kids or whatever, and it's—I think that's not a fucking good idea.
4: Not a family environment, you say?
0: Yeah, yeah. You bring them into a family, they're like, "Well, there's a lot of homeless people that are." Yeah, there are some d- people that have hard times and that aren't dangerous people, but there's a there's a percentage of of homeless people that are there because they're deranged or they're they're um, drug addicted and will do anything to get that fucking next hit. So, there's better ways to do charity. Why, than I that. don't
1: disagree necessarily that. But I agree. I don't I don't think it's, uh, you know, for me, I don't know if that's a business practice I'd use, but um, because there are some, again, majority of homeless people are not dangerous, but some of them are. And I understand what you're saying. At the same time, I would much rather see, you know, based on what we're saying before about charities, I'd much rather see people doing this kind of stuff. I mean, if a person and it wasn't like a sit down restaurant. It was like a place you just come in and buy slices at the counter. So, you know, it's not like there's a ton of customers in there. If you, as a customer of that place, want to walk in there and pay for someone else to have a piece of pizza and the business owner's fine with it and the clientele's fine with it, uh, I mean, that's, you know, fine. Let them do it. And if uh, the people who come in there are. Fed and happy to do it and we don't have some government program getting in the way or some, you know, company like Panera trying to boost their appeal by saying, look, we care so hard. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, and it just. Yeah,
1: I, I'm fine with all that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 I guess I, I am necessarily too. do it. Maybe it's not a great idea, but it worked for them. More power to them.
0: Yeah,
4: I think it would it would probably work better if. Let's say I go in and I buy myself a pizza and, and I pay for a second slice of pizza. Can I throw it out the back door in the alley, like at like at a dog? You know, like when you throw it at a dog, like to the homeless people, would it work better that way? You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like,
0: that'd be very big hearted of you. Yes. Would it be? And yeah. I would just
4: toss it and then slam the door shut real quick. Wouldn't it be better that way?
0: Yeah. Make sure they stay fifteen <laughs> feet away. That's from right. The, yeah. That's right. Yep.
4: Just like the people I see handing dollar bills through the window to the people on the
0: corner. Yeah, they just crack like, their window they like crack two the inches. Window, <laughs> yeah.
4: Stick the bill out. The bill hits the floor and they take off. Ring!
0: Uh, let me there's
1: some uh, there's some people on a couple of the exit ramps by my house um, that are out there with their sign that says, you know, homeless and intro. And it's always amazing to me that they're no one can see, understand that they're in a brand new coat. You know, they don't they don't even try to look disheveled or anything. And uh, someday if I had time, I'd love to follow one of them and see where they actually go. Because I got a I got a feeling they go to a home that's not too far away, says your white privilege. (laughs) Uh,
0: Uh,
1: Sorry, I I couldn't hear you. Those words don't mean anything to me.
0: I'm going to finish this article real quick here. Um, So they had a total of five locations, Chicago, Boston, St. Louis, Dearborn and Portland. Um, It didn't go well, particularly in free thinking Portland, as reported by the Oregonian in 2013 Six months after opening in 2011, leaders saw things at the Oregon Cafe they hadn't seen in Missouri or Michigan. Grant High School students mobbed the cafe daily, ordering multiple meals and not paying for them. Homeless people came for every meal, every day, as if the cafe was a soup kitchen. Hollywood neighbors complained of an increase in crime and loitering. Many problems came down to a sense of entitlement, said Panera spokeswoman Kate uh, Antonaki. Though the cafes are an experiment, they must become self-sustaining to survive. The money coming into the Portland cafe was so far below meeting costs at one point that the cafe seemed poised to close. Well, they did. (laughs) Uh, Portland was only recouping about 60% of its costs. Um, uh, This person says, uh, there's a palpable sense of people in pain attracted to our Portland store. We had to help them understand that this is a cafe of shared responsibility and not a handout. Yeah, that didn't work out so good for you, did it? Despite our commitment to this mission, it's become clear that continued operation of the Boston Panera Cares is no longer viable. We're working with a current bakery cafe associate. Do you know
1: how much money, Do you know how much money you'd have to be losing to fail in six months <laughs> on a place that probably has a lease for well beyond a year? So even when you're closed, you're going to be paying for that place? Yeah. You know?
0: Look, it's just this whole, you know, thinking everybody is is beautiful and everybody's looking out for everybody in secular humanism that uh, deep down everybody's good.
4: But Shut do you up. think anybody will learn from this lesson?
0: That's that's the question. i mean, sure some will. Panera might. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think Panera yeah. has. I don't know if anybody else will. I will say this. It just that wasn't.
4: They, uh, their I'm problem sorry, rooster, They shouldn't rooster. have done
1: it in such uh, such republican strongholds yeah, they didn't try like hard. you know yeah. chicago and yeah, boston right. and portland yeah
4: it just yeah. wasn't done right they didn't all. try hard enough they <laughs> just didn't do it they didn't right. care hard enough they just didn't do it the right way that's yeah. all i mean if i had a chance to do it again i would do it right it would work
0: okay one more story here you We're know moving. what oh, sorry
1: I'll, there's no way there's no way to prove this but i'm willing to bet that if you open three of them one in portland one in chicago one in Boston. And then you put one in like, uh, Wichita, one in Dallas, and one in, you know, pick a, uh, another Democratic stronghold or a Republican stronghold, place like, you know, maybe Memphis or something. You know, Tennessee is fairly conservative. I'll bet you that the, uh, ones in the GOP cities would last a hell of a lot longer than the ones in the Democrat ones. Yeah. Because uh well they've, they've proven that I really do because you know, yeah, Republicans give a lot more yeah, to charity. Republicans but actually just count that by saying, well, the most of that goes to churches, you know, right. like churches don't do anything with I, the money. yeah,
0: the churches know. do good things with their money if it's a if it's a decent church, if it's not a fucking Minneapolis Lutheran charities, don't get me started.
1: oh you started yourself before Um, we've learned
0: well we're running up on time here had another story I wanted to talk about but I think it'd take too much time so we'll wait for the next one on that one but you know what we'll tease it I just have
1: one one quick Uh one to throw in
0: okay all right
1: we can talk about this next time who's this guy in Brazil the new president or whatever or whatever
0: yeah
1: he basically is uh, and the reason I'm saying we can do this quickly because he just did this and I think it'll be interesting to talk about later but something to keep an eye on he basically is removing all LGBT language from uh, schools He says they're indoctrinating kids well, that's what and uh, he showed some of the books that they're using and it's stuff like it's little picture books for little kids and there's a point where you like you put your it's one of them was how sex works and you put your finger through the hole in this book and you open the book and it's a boy standing there and your fingers like the penis and it's opposite a girl. Sitting there, who's obviously the hole is supposed to be her vagina, and he's like literally going, "Can you believe this? This is what they're doing in school." Are we so he banned? I, I'm, all I'm so of it.
0: confused. Should I? Should I? Should I like the guy or hate the guy? I don't know anymore. I just don't know anymore. I'm so indoctrinated.
1: I just think it's funny that this. You know, you can call it the leftist dis, uh, dismisses this stuff as well. He's a populist, you know. Yeah. No, I think he's just finally fed up.
0: But you hear about there's Japan? there's a point where
1: anybody's agenda and the LGBTQ in in that sense when they're teaching that stuff in school uh, they've gone too far with their agenda did, did you hear I what don't j- I don't want I don't, don't want school teachers in my kids school when they're eight and nine years old teaching
0: them how sex works did you hear what Japan is doing with the uh, with your your the transgenders them. now what uh, they said yeah it's fine go ahead you can be transgender but uh, we are uh, we are cutting off your ability to reproduce, <laughs> so they're sterilizing transgenders.
1: Oh, who's doing that?
0: Japan. So,
1: oh yeah, I did hear about yeah, that. Yeah,
0: it's pretty. I'll, we'll look into that more, but that's pretty pretty interesting. Japan is well.
1: That's a teaser for next time.
0: Yeah, and then also the next time, one more teaser for next time. Did you hear about this Muslim uh, community patrol, the MCP in in New York? So there's a self. No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, the self funded group. Um, they consider themselves a neighborhood watch kind of on steroids. And they're they're they have these cars that say MCP on them with badges that are white with blue stripes that look exactly like police cars, and then and then they wear these uniforms that look like police uniforms with the badges on the on the coat and like the reflective tape that 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 the New York Police use. So that's going to be something we need to talk about a little bit.
4: Isn't there a law called impersonating an officer?
0: Yeah, you'd think so. (laughs) (laughs) So. All right, well, let's let's call it. This Not is, New
1: York, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: that's well, it. Well, so,
1: um, thanks again for listening, everybody.
0: Yeah, if you need, if you would like to get a hold of us or have uh, topic ideas or just responses to the crazy shit we t- we say, uh, it's Rooster at Bread and Circuses Just him. Don't even don't even contact me. And then uh, if you, we're, uh, on, we're on, we're
1: on Facebook. Facebook Bread and Circuses Podcast.
0: Yeah, and uh, one day we'll be on Twitter that'd be kind of cool. So
1: uh, you know I don't know cuz Twitter might implode before that.
0: Or 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 we'll be on for like a day and a half before we're banned. <laughs> 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 All right.
1: See you Bye. I don't know if we'll make it that long. I said you see, know, you,
2: bye.
4: We'll do. We'll see you Bye.
3: See you by.